I'm just really amazed at what I do now. I think 16 year old Justin would be just blown away at mm -hmm. the person that I am today. And so mm -hmm. that motivates me a lot. There was some stuff in my childhood uh, that really shaped me into the person that I am today. Uh, I remember one experience as a kid, and this is just after, this is probably like eighth or ninth grade that our water got shut off of our house. Um, bills didn't get paid. Uh, I didn't come from a wealthy family, as I mentioned. Um, and the water got shut off. And I was so embarrassed because it was after like me, my smelly era uh, that I had to take a shower. I didn't want to go to school if I didn't take a shower and look better. And so uh, I actually snuck in to the neighbor's house. It was vacant because it was getting flipped and remodeled at that time and like took a shower in the basement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, it was one of those like low moments of your life. And this has happened to me in like middle school where I'm like, I am never going to let that happen in my life ever again. And so it's been a great motivator for mm -hmm. uh, the person that I am today. All right, what up? Welcome to episode 92, Meet Dwelly Podcast. I am Stuart Anderson, and in this episode, you get to meet team member Justin Spangler. Grateful for Justin and Chip, who join on this episode as we explore a little bit about Justin, his life, his background, how he found cycling, and uh, how he found the team. Justin's got some incredible perspective about growth and progression, uh, his own family and his own personal journey, and especially how he... <laughs> cranks up hills in what seems to be an impossible gear so you learn a little bit about how he does that and how it started and uh, it's just fascinating so grateful for justin thankful for his leadership you know one thing i really appreciate about justin is last spring uh, he sent me a text that said so grateful for the team thank you for including me and i want to do good and give back and be involved in more ways than just showing up and writing and so from there, Justin really took a, a great leadership position on the team, attending rides, planning rides, and being involved in our Five Canyons event uh, and doing more to be involved, which I'm very grateful for and thankful for his perspective in helping and leading and being part of everything we do. So uh, grateful for this guy, grateful to watch him win and get on the podium and be a huge part of, of who we are and what we stand for. So hopefully you enjoy this episode with Justin. Big thanks to all of our sponsors, especially in cyclingupgrades.com. Thankful for them as a sponsor and especially grateful for all they do to provide for the team when it comes to giveaways and fun raffle prizes. Uh, Corby and his team, we're grateful for them at cyclingupgrades.com and all they do to make sure that our team uh, runs smooth and, and uh, we are who we are. So a few more announcements at the beginning of the podcast, so I'll leave that there. But uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you enjoy this episode with Justin. And uh, that's it. All right. Welcome, everybody. Episode 92, Justin Spangler, Spencer Chipping. What's up, dudes? What's up? Good hey. to be here. Justin was actually on us uh, with us just a couple episodes ago doing his uh, loaded your recap. So fun to be back in your man cave. Although, I don't know. It looks like a virtual background to me. So <laughs> No, it's it, this is all real. This is everything my wife forced to leave the house to come into this shed <laughs> nice 20 feet away from my house so this is my little man cave looks good yes um, awesome. i'm gonna go off script a little bit you know we've talked uh for a couple weeks about the new 40th anniversary kits and we've got a big reveal uh so a few of us 
have purchase kits. We're going to do a photo shoot. It's going to look really beautiful when you see them, but uh, they are in hand. So if you're watching the video or want to bump over, I'm just going to give you a little glimpse. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yummy. Uh-huh. That's the, and then look at the box. Look at, here's the vest. Just a little taste. So sweet. Mm, the outerwear is so good. Outerwear is so good. So uh, those are going to be coming available very soon. Uh, we'll release all the, um, what they look like, how they fit, um, and a little video. And then they'll be ready for next year's purchase. Uh, yeah, very soon. Next couple of weeks, right, Chip? Yes. So fun. It's going to yeah. be so fun to see something so unique and different, but I also think what a tribute to all those involved over the last 40 years. And I think we're going to see some come out of the woodworks to buy this kit and mm -hmm. representing it. <laughs> yeah, we had, a uh, um, so <laughs> maybe we should give a little context here. Maybe yeah. this deserves its own podcast, but I'll share my screen real quick. Uh, okay. Here's my screen. You guys see it? No, it can't. Okay. There it comes. Okay. So as for context, uh, we didn't just come up with this design on our own. <laughs> so this is, as Chip was saying, a little bit of a tribute to these old school uh, dwellers. This is Jim Morgan. Uh, this is one of their original kits. So we had Volade redesign um, a kit to look very similar to it. A bit of a tribute uh, going back. So as our 40th year together unfolds this is our way of kind of honoring all those guys that came before us so anyway it's pretty cool so dude look at these so oakleys sick. look at this stash boom can this be all we ride for monday emmys <laughs> yes. yes like everyone has to grow a mustache we only <laughs> wear that kit so good dude I very agree. fun um we, we set dates for spring Amp, which is very fun. April, correct me if I'm wrong, 11, 12, and 13, uh, which is crazy. That's like six months away. Um, yep. But put it on your calendar, get your uh, hotel and everything set up. So that's next year, next April. And it was tricky. Me and Chip and Jake went back and forth. There's just already crazy stuff on all these weekends. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, Chip, anything else to say about that? Yeah, it, it's true. And the cycling does that, you know, in the, from spring through fall, <laughs> it's becoming, it's becoming, there's just so many fun options. Right. And you try to not yeah. miss any of them, but I think that we selected the best overall. Yeah. We, we argued back and forth about spring break, true grit, sea otter, Easter, <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a Friday off on in March, so we we hope we picked a week that is going to work for the the most or the majority of people. And as last year, we did something new. Your team fee includes team camp, and the reason we do that is because we want everybody there. Like you're going to pay for it, so we we want you to know that we think it's worth everyone being there. So um, yeah, that's it. It's the best day of the the year. Oh man, that that ride up collab was the absolute best. So yeah. I loved it. Uh, all right, all good. Uh, Justin here. Justin, welcome. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be here, boss and uh, Chip. Looking forward to chatting with y'all a little bit about my life and everything like that. 
cool. We've yeah. got a we've got a little introduction, and it's um, your wife told me it was actually very funny. She said, um, "I hope you're okay with satire." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, this is gonna be great." We're gonna uh... so any anywhere you want to uh, chime in here, Chip, with uh, additional questions. Uh, the introductions always give us a good place to start. So, all right, ready? You too, Justin. Anywhere you want to jump in. Sounds good. Conceived on the steeps of Marzac. I don't even know what that means. Justin Spangler. Yep. Jumping in. Jumping in. Jumping in as invited me to. What does that even mean? Yeah, let's stop right there. <laughs> she okay. just made that up. You know? Okay. She, conceived means that like uh-huh. my mom and dad yeah, created that's- me. That's why I uh, started right there. So good, Jim. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, he was a big, and this is all caps, a big surprise. So does that mean they weren't prepared for you or were you a large baby? Uh, I was a surprise baby. I okay, was, uh, surprise we're baby. We're getting mini- married. Let's get hitched. Okay, baby. got it, got it. He was a big surprise to his parents and has been described as a walking miracle by his father-in-law. Why is that? Uh, just from my background, we'll get into it. The okay. family I grew up in, the lifestyle okay. I had. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, his favorite, this is ridiculous. His favorite fact to share about his life is that he was the second, not first, second fattest kid in middle school. Ask him to see the picture. We have the picture prepared now or later, Justin. Sure. Okay. I'm ready. I have it downloaded. I have it ready to go. Okay, so please pop on to YouTube. You can see uh, here is Justin. Yes, yes. So yeah, that that's my seventh grade photo. That okay. is not gel, not swim practice. That is <laughs> just not showering. Unreal, dude. Okay, hey. Yeah, that, that when you showering, so. when you put when you put this in the old uh, intro, I went and tried to find my picture. We look very similar. I'm being, I'm being very <laughs> serious. <laughs> so. Very good. We'll dig into that a little later. Okay. Uh, A true rag to riches story. Justin rose from disparity as he started pursuing his dreams. He was very lucky to always be surrounded by good friends. And these friends encouraged him to attend the University of Utah, where he went on to become, look at this. I had no idea. The student body president and member of Sigma Chi fraternity, where he met his college sweetheart and now wife, Sarah Paul. Dude, what the student body prez. How about that? That's true. So. 20, the year 2015, I was student body president of the U. Yeah. I went from that seventh grade photo to. (laughs) Perfect. Rags to riches riches is no joke. Okay. Justin and Sarah have been married for eight years. I have two beautiful children, Ford and Adeline. Is that right? Is that how I say it? Adeline? Yep. Yep. Throughout their marriage, Justin, Justin has an, Justin has an epiphany every few years that he wants to get into a new hobby. That hobby quickly turns. You're not alone here. This is very good. That hobby quickly turns into an obsession, and Justin is Justin is currently in his cycling era. <laughs> his wife is hoping the next one is handyman era or yard work era. <laughs> I love <Ooh>. that. <laughs> she definitely wrote this, but we're gonna have to pause there for a minute, and maybe if she's listening, we're we're gonna have a hard time with allowing Justin to leave this cycling era. I know, yeah. right? What he's gonna what's next? Like scuba diving? Like I don't even know what comes next after this. Fly fishing? This, cycling's gonna stay a constant. So okay. yeah, I've been a runner for the last, I don't know, decade, 12 years or so. Um 
I switched over to cycling. That's been like the only constant hobby in my life. But every nine months or so, I get bored with my life and change it up. So uh, I'm like right now really into like sneakers. So I have a bunch of like, okay. you can see down here. Sneakers right. era. Yeah. I, I like went from reading zero books to reading like 40 books in a year. I decided like one year I wasn't going to drive my car anymore and I walked everywhere. I became a vegan for nine months. Like mm. I just like have these epiphanies every so often. I'm like, I'm really bored with what I'm doing. Let's get like a new hobby, do something new. And endurance sports has stayed constant through it, but like in other aspects. So I know I really want to get into fishing soon. Mm. Uh, chips, I, have a, chips. I have a philosophy that, you know, sons that fish with their dad don't do drugs. Don't mm-hmm. go to jail. Stuff like that. Hmm. And so uh, I know fishing is going to be one. Cooking is eventually one I'm going to get into. Mm. Apparently, I'm getting the hint that yard work and handyman need Mm. to be Mm -hmm. too. Botany. Uh, You can get into farming. Yeah. yeah. So those are. uh, Justin, here's one um, really fun thing that I think everyone listening, unfortunately, may agree with. But when you get bored with cycling ever, all you need to do is buy a new bike or a new helmet <laughs> or new shoes. And it quickly gets exciting because you become faster on Monday. It is yeah. so true. Yeah. That is the truth. It's a fact. So that's totally so agree. Yeah. You just go, now you're a cruiser bike guy. Now you're a fat tire bike guy. Now you're a gravel bike guy. Now you got a new downhill bike guy. Yeah. Very true. That's great yeah. advice, Chip. Uh, your wife listed... Um, the eras of Justin, but these are also uh, talked about in your history. So anytime you want to jump in, either of you, okay, this is it. I mean, this is the name of the fo- the podcast, Fat Kid Justin, so aka Jugganubs. That's not real. Dude, I love that. <laughs> that was my original childhood nickname. Oh that was my God. first Instagram handle, first email. Jugganubs. Wow. Jugganubs at yahoo.com. That's Elder Jugganubs at yahoo.com. Justin, uh-huh. where? How, a, first of all, how old are you? And then where did you grow up? I'm 32. Grew up okay. in Cottonwood Heights, which is okay. right in high school, graduated in 09. Um, but those two nicknames, uh, can I talk about their origin? Yeah, story? yeah oh, let's do it. it. So, yeah. Juggin came because, you know, this was my fat kids era. Uh, oh it looked like I was so big in my stomach that I had jug under my shirt. So that's how I got so rude. So and, rude. But don't worry, I like loved it and embraced it, and it became okay. And then nubs is uh, I ha- I was born with little oh, fingers on my go. left hand. Yeah, uh, okay. self-identified. I came up with it myself. I'm an open book about my hand, but okay. uh, that's what I was known for. I was known as jugging all the way until probably like junior year of college. Once people realized they were going to go into the working world and that okay. I could blackmail them and it'd be an hr violation that everyone stopped calling me nubs still my childhood friends do but that's where that name came from so i just combined both of them and that was like my social media handle for it's perfect Perfect. and she and she's got here the nubs that uh we might as well just dive in here a little bit missing from when you were born yeah yeah so it's how i came out of my my mom so don't know any Thing different i don't have you know i didn't lose them in a lawn mowing accident or i've made mm-hmm. up a million stories uh, yeah, if anyone knows mm-hmm. the goonies uh chunk yeah. and his hand uh-huh. in a blender i've said that Ooh. one at least a thousand times yeah. so uh there's a lot of funny stories from childhood of 
Yeah. Funny things I can do. I can make a gummy bear with them. If you see that, like a little head, arms. Well, yes, yeah. yes. We might as well. I, we don't want to come back. How do you ride your bike with this hand? Yeah. So it's, it can still grab things. Like okay. you know, I can hold stuff. I can pretty much, my thumb is pretty much full. It's like two thirds. Yeah. So it's pretty much a functioning hand. The only hard part, and we'll get into this and uh, a little later, is I could never, uh, back on this old red specialized, uh, I had to shift my whole paddle, yeah. like the, the whole shifter to move my front chain ring. So I always stayed in my big chain ring because my left hand couldn't push There it, it. is. There it is. The finger dexterity. Okay. So if you're ever like biking behind me and you're like, wow, Justin is still in his big chain ring. It's because it just became a habit. Like I wow. could do, you know, low cadence work really, really well on steep parts. So wow. like this season, I went all the way up to, um, what's that resort at the, uh, right before the steeps of Marzac? Uh, what's that uh, hotel called? Uh, Deer, Deer Valley. Valley. Yeah. What's the hotel at, like kind of halfway before you do the switchbacks that are super steep? The Montage? Montage. Yeah. So I did my big chain ring all the way up to montage like the other day. And uh, look at my face. Yeah. So uh, just was a, a habit. So, but other than that, like holding on, safety. Sometimes I don't point to things on the road if I'm like coming around a corner because you, you know you normally on. point with yeah. your right hand at rocks or whatever. So sometimes I flick my elbow out there, or I normally just mm. vocalize it. Uh, but if you're ever like, Justin never points out anything, be a little bit. I still try to. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a finger. He's nubbing at it. He's got a nub at it. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Era era two, football, Justin. Lost some weight and had a massive growth spurt to six foot six. Mm. Holy moly. I didn't know you're that tall. That is tall. So I'm as tall as Michael Jordan, but this was seventh. Seventh to eighth grade, I pretty much turned into a new human. So that photo that you saw, I did football and could smell myself. So I started taking a shower every day and cleaning up. I lost 40 pounds over a summer doing football. I grew like a foot and uh, looked like a completely different human. We don't have my eighth grade (laughs) picture, but like we do (laughs) side-by-side comparison, it's a different human. So, uh, but I only did football for two years and I ended up quitting it and we'll get to this I think also in the podcast but uh I missed practice and didn't want to run and so I quit football like that day mm-hmm. I, I didn't have parents that made me do sports or anything so yeah I just uh, didn't want to run extra so I quit that was it that was the that end was of it. it yeah oh shoot man I know it was a bummer I wish I would have I'm six foot six I was like 245 I would have been a perfect tight end but wow. uh, <laughs> Man. Yeah. So that's good though. Uh you're a three frat boy, Justin. Where he sported the Zach Efron hairdo. Good call. And everyone called him nubs because it was missing. Okay, we went over that. Very good. Missionary Justin served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Jackson, Mississippi. English speaking. English speaking. Okay, very good. Uh, uh so- I always make the joke that, you know, God knew I couldn't learn a language, so he sent me to a state that doesn't speak mm-hmm. one. So, you know, sometimes that Cajun language and uh, the nice. draw, uh-huh. the Southern draw. Yes. So, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, this is kind of a dig. I'm sorry. Student body president, Justin, perhaps the peak of his life. That's, I mean, borderline. I mean, how will you rebuttal this, Justin? 
then it's probably true. So <laughs> my wife has seen me through a lot of these phases. She knows when I'm peaking and you know, uh-huh. I still um, try to surpass it, but I mean, that's a huge decision. <laughs> you know, college is what it is. It's not easy. Can you talk for just one minute about this experience? Like where were you in college where you were like, I'm going to run for president. Was this a fraternity idea or did you see this taking you somewhere? Yeah. So, uh, I had a bunch of friends that had ran for student body president. Chase Jardine was the first one who ever got me like interested in student body, anything. So he had me join his party when I was a freshman and then I joined another party when I got back from my mission uh, called the Peak Party. So I had just done it a couple of times. And uh, then I thought I was going to run for vice president. Me and one of my good friends uh, were speaking at Sigma Chi. And I think it was like eight of the last 10 University of Utah student body presidents were from our fraternity. Wow. And he's like, let's run. Let's do it. Uh, he got a little bit of cold feet when we had to actually like submit the ballot that we were going to do it. And uh, I was dating my now wife at the time. And she was like, you should be student body president. I was like, no, it's always good to be like number two in charge. No one gets mad at mm-hmm. number two in charge. I just want to be mm-hmm. She was like, no, you you should do student body president. Nice. And so I did. I put my name on the ballot. I found uh, someone to be, to fill the spot of vice president. And then we ran as the vision party was our uh, Hmm. platform so dude 2015 that's crazy i was like 35 (laughs) chip are you a sigma chi correct uh actually no 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 um your wife was i was playing soccer okay but is adam barker sigma chi isn't that the fraternity that those guys joined Uh yeah okay that's what i thought the cooks are sigma chi's oh nice okay yeah so Okay, uh, Marathon Justin, where he sustained many injuries. And this is kind of a theme, by the way, if anybody's thinking about getting into marathoning. Uh, He sustained many injuries and broken bones as a runner and was miraculously fast and quite often podiumed in the Air 2 fitting Clydesdale weight group. Dude, how many? I mean, you really did a lot of marathons? Yeah, I did a bunch of marathons, half marathons. Um, I weigh a relatively good amount. At this time, I was probably fluctuating between 220 and 245 and I would just push my body too hard and uh Mm. you know you take one bad step roll an ankle and bam you're breaking a metal tarsal on your foot so that happened a couple of times and my wife hated having a husband that was on a scooter the whole time so uh many pulled calves pulled hip flexors all sorts of stuff but uh yeah frequently took place in weight class and age group and stuff like that so this is a great opportunity to highlight one of our very wonderful sponsors dan mills ladies and gentlemen of dan mills performance (laughs) uh go go see dan if you have any problems as a runner or a site no i'm serious though like um i it's funny justin how many people have come on um and had it's just such a hard sport that's it's it's brutal dude like chip you know eric storheim in your that, the fact that he can still run the way he does is just mm. why it's just wild. Yeah, but it's painful and it does take its toll. Yeah. yeah. I never realized the toll that it was taking on my body yeah. until I really did like some A B testing against right. cycling. And I'd be like, man, cycling, I can like walk the next day. I don't mm. hurt near as bad. And mm-hmm. so I think I was maybe just a little disillusioned about how much he was breaking down my body until I 
decided to drop it this year and just go into cycling. Yeah. And, uh, Brutal. Okay. Google, Google Justin sounds like a great guy. He worked for Google. <laughs> it became his entire identity and favorite bragging, right? And that takes us to his current era cycling, Justin, where sweet, sweet Justin <laughs> realized his ultimate life dream and calling to become a pro cyclist just a little too late, but has decided to make it his one of his top. Pro oh, it says to make it his top priority. Anyways, all joking aside, he's a wonderful husband, father and son. His family so blessed to have him and love cheering him on. Great intro. That was awesome. So nice. That is so good. Anything she to add there, Justin? Any any eras we missed? No, that's that's all the eras. She's a great writer. You know, she that's fun. All my important emails that I gotta send out to CXO mm. people or anything like that. I'm always having her read them. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, unless you're watching the YouTube video, I like cried because she made me laugh so hard on this. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at writing. Nice. That's so fun. A uh, few things we missed. I think maybe, do you want to talk about your early family? Yeah. So I came from a family of six. I'm the oldest child, three younger sisters. Um, I, I put in here my, my mom's story. So maybe I'll highlight it and it'll give a little bit more understanding to the rags um, era of my life. But uh, I grew up from uh, my mother is actually handicapped. So uh physically and mentally. Uh, she was hit by a truck when she was 14 years old down in Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you know uh, Indian Hills Road, I think it is in like 56th Street, if some people are familiar with that area, she was actually hit by uh, a truck that was running a red light and actually took her into the canal there. And, you know, she passed away three times, got brought back to life. She was in a coma for a long time. Um, and that took a, a permanent toll on her life. Um, and she has uh, repercussions from that accident for the rest of her life. So uh, handicapped mom. Uh, my dad is, uh, <laughs> I say this, and he's probably going to listen to this and I don't know, shoot me a text, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's just as immature without a good reason. Uh, but <laughs> That was my, my mom and dad. So uh, a lot of the times my uh, grandparents were very much like uh, really good examples and, and figures in my life. So uh, we'll get into how my grandpa's my hero a little bit later, but cool. that's nice. my uh, family. So the oldest of four kids, three younger sisters. Dude, what is this? Okay. Let's talk about your uh, marriage to your wife, Sarah. Yeah. So, uh, so I start at the very beginning of like how we met and then go into the proposal. It just probably... depends on how much glory and honor your wife needs. Uh, but if she's going to be listening to the podcast, that's up to you to decide. <laughs> she needs a lot. So okay. uh, yep. we actually met at a Derby days at the Sigma Chi house and we're good friends. We were both dating other people during that time. About a year later, uh, she was in London and I was in uh, India with YMAP and we had two different individuals tell us that we should date when we got back to uh, back from these trips and gone back into the semester that we should date. So I took her to noodle and company. We split mm. a meal. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I was super cheap and poor. And so we split a meal together and uh, started dating from that moment. Uh, Crimson nights was the next night we met up there and we actually kissed on the 50 yard line of Rice Eccles stadium. Whoa, so there nice. was a, a beam that was, 
like eroded away and hung low on the mm. northwest side of Rice Eccles Stadium way back when. So we snuck in there, went down to the field, had our first kiss there, dated for 18 months or so, throwing the engagement somewhere in there. Uh, I actually proposed to her on the 50-yard line of Rice Eccles Stadium. So Jeez. it was like kind of a big production and uh, a car picked her up. There's a video about it, but it made like top 10 best proposals in the West or the United States wow. that year. It made ESPN, How He Asked, wow. a total frat move, all sorts of, of uh, stuff. Cool. So it, it was kind of funny. It was the day before the Utah-Oregon football game where, uh-huh. if you remember, Clay dropped the pass when we were against Mariota, <laughs> and we would have been up 14-0. So it got played on like ESPN and wow. stuff so it was kind of fun but this is great i'm just skimming through the video here it's three minutes and 20 seconds long i'll include the oh, link cool. this is very dude look at this look we got to include that video justin it, it was created by egan anderson got to give him a shout he makes mm. all the spangler feature films but it's got uh, ten thousand views very good yeah. okay and it had more we had to take it down because oh, it was wow. like posted on some stuff so it had more and then we had to do something to it and so then it all refresh, but it was hmm. kind nice. of a fun little time. So, dude, two so, kids, two kids, and I remember. I I swear you were having the birth of this child when I met you. You we were going back and forth. And you're like, I'd like to join the team. You're like, but I have a massive concussion right now, and I can't communicate with you, <laughs> and I can't ride. Is that true? Were those matching up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, I got I got in a bad bike accident my first year of getting into cycling, coming down City Creek Canyon. Uh, I was probably going too fast, coming around a corner, and I actually don't remember anything from the weekend. Got a really bad concussion from it. Wow. But uh, I saw on Strava it has a flyby feature. Uh, the people that actually called 911, her caption was praying for Justin. And so I like reached out and was like, hey, I could really like use some solace by understanding what happened that day. And this is when I became a little more coherent a week later. And so she called me up, we chatted and, and went through it. And yeah, I think her and a friend were by each other on that bike path. I came around a corner going a little too fast, did a couple somersaults, broke my collarbone, landed in the ditch. Uh, a bunch of stuff like that and that I think around then that was a week before my son's birth so uh, he's now three years old uh, tomorrow and so it's almost it's just past the three-year anniversary of my of that accident so yeah because that's when I joined the team because I probably texted you then saying I want to join but I had just gotten in that accident so yeah because I remember too you were you were kind of like I'll just wait for spring or um Okay, great. Very good. Okay. Uh, Very cool. Okay, we talked about your football. Um, What what about this with your family? Uh, I mean, because that's tricky. I came, uh, you know, that's a, I understand that. Um, Do you want to talk more about that at all? Yeah, so I'm probably the only person in my immediate family, like my childhood family that works out and does any endurance, anything. They are all um, uh, bigger individuals. Um, and so I I think that sometimes motivates me in cycling is to be physically fit and a good example uh, of doing that. But, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my parents 
didn't make me do any sports. You know, I didn't come from an athletic family, um, kind of the, the opposite. And uh, so, yeah. Mm. Nice. Dude. That's awesome. Um, very good. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about your childhood a little bit? You grew up in Cottonwood Heights and then we'll move on to your work. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, grew up in Cottonwood Heights, uh, had a, a, just a super good group of friends at Bryan high school. Like my ward that I grew up in, there was five of us that did everything together. And, uh, that really like held with me my entire life, like even through my eras of fat Justin and stuff like that. And they're all great people. I actually got to catch up with a lot of them. The last one got married last weekend and Mm. uh, it was super fun getting all together and everything, but we've gone over a bunch of it. Like I was the second fattest kid in seventh grade. So uh, I'm just really amazed at what I do now. I think 16 year old Justin would be just blown away at Mm -hmm. the person that I am today. And so Mm. that motivates me a lot. There was some stuff in my childhood uh, that really shaped me into the person that I am today. Uh, I remember one experience as a kid, and this is just after, this is probably like eighth or ninth grade that our water got shut off of our house. Um, Bills didn't get paid. Uh, I didn't come from a wealthy family, as I mentioned. Um, and the water got shut off and I was so embarrassed because it was after like me, my smelly era, uh, that I had to take a shower. I didn't want to go to school if I didn't take a shower and look better. And so uh, I actually snuck in to the neighbor's house. It was vacant because it was getting flipped and remodeled at that time and like took a shower in the basement. And, uh, you know, I, it was one of those like low moments of your life. And this has happened to me in like middle school where I'm like, I am never going to let that happen in my life ever again. And so it's been a great motivator for mm-hmm. uh, the person that I am today. Yeah. So, but I had a great childhood. Um, I have a super amazing immediate family that loves each other. Like my parents love me unconditionally. My sisters are some of the sweetest people you ever meet. My mom, even with her disabilities, is probably the most social person I've ever met in my life. She knows no stranger. She will come up and be your best friend. If you met her, Stu, you would love her. She's hilarious. Um, and I think I get a little bit of nice uh, that extrovertedness from her. Mm-hmm. So. Very cool. So cool. Man, tough. The ultimate optimist here, Justin. Way to go, man. Yep. Yep. I... I have a philosophy on life that, you know, anything that happens to you can be spun either positively or negatively. So like with my hand, a lot of times people will be like, Oh my gosh, your hand. And you can take that one of two ways. Like, Oh, I'm weird. Or, Oh yeah, it's my nubs. Let me make a gummy bear. This one has no bone and here's all their names. <laughs> you can sit, and then it's the best conversation starter ever. You know, that's the way life is. A lot of the stuff in my childhood, how I grew up, some of the thing you use as a motivator or something that's pulling you down. And I decide to uh, do the former. So mm-hmm. the latter. Good for you. So nice. awesome. All right, dude, what about work? So I work for Google. I'm a, a sales rep for Google cloud. So I cover pretty much every major company along I-15. So um, all of those there selling them cloud services, building applications, don't make your data center, put it in ours competing against AWS, Azure, 
Um, I got a degree in information systems in college and decided I never wanted to code another day in my life. So I learned <laughs> the terminology of technology and then went to go sell cloud services. So I worked for Workday for a while, uh, uh, Google, then Snowflake, and now back to Google. Mm. So uh, mm. it's a great place to work. It wins all the accolades for good reason. It, stuff like that. It's a, it's a fun place to be. Mm. I'm very fortunate to, to have the, the job oh. that I do. Nice. Chip, mm. any questions about Justin's work? Man, it's, I'm just uh, in awe hearing about the progression that Justin Same. has made, and it's just so fun to listen to it. And now, and now at Google, what a great place to be. Um, man, hats off to you, Justin, for life mm. so far and so much to go. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. So I'm just at the end of the day trying to make my grandpa proud. I say that all the time, too. Yeah, my let's move into that. proud and my grandpa proud. So, yeah. Tell us about tell us about your grandpa. So uh, his name's Donald Hartsfield. He is just the man. Like uh, when you think of that figure of whenever you get like good news, who's the first person you call? I think I saw like an Instagram reel about that. The first person I think of is my grandma, and my grandpa, Don Hartsfield and Vicky Hartsfield. They're just stellar people that are just so kind and so nice and so loving. Uh, in college, I would go and see them. They lived down in Lehigh every week just to spend time and sit on the couch and hear their stories and share some of mine that I experienced that week. And uh, they really became the, the parental figures. They were also the ones that would tell me to clean my room when they would come over and it'd be messy and stuff like that. And, you know, no high schooler or middle schooler wants to hear that. But as I look back, uh, I draw a lot of that influence on my life and uh at the end of the day i just want to make them proud so mm -hmm. wow. awesome both both still living and justin one of them rode with us or different um life that was jen's dad that uh -huh. rode with us Got on it. that monday emmy so both of my grandparents are still alive that wasn't one of them um they're, they're getting into their upper years mm -hmm. um, mobility is getting a little bit harder my grandpa gave us all of us, he had a fall and gave us all a scare a couple of years ago. He was in the, the hospital for a long time because of that fall. Uh, but he's doing much better now and they're still here and with us. So hmm. it's nice. awesome to have uh, a hero and a mentor, especially inside the family to look up to like that. It's a good <laughs> story. Yeah. Justin, maybe talk about um, how you move how and why Miduele, a little bit of the history and then some of your favorite memories from the last couple of years. Is that okay? Yeah. Happy, happy to transition into that. So um, I love what the team stands for. Like even just in our name to suffer, like an old Italian, like I <laughs> love that. Just, <laughs> I think I frequently say on rides, like get to a dark place and just hammer. And I like doing that a lot. And the guys are just so good and good, good dudes. That I look up to that. I, you know, these podcasts, I try and listen to every single one. There's so many good nuggets to make you a better person in your life. And I really draw from that. And uh, so uh, I got in to me dwelling. And the reason I was 
originally drawn to it is because I would see posts from Jason Cook and Ryan Welch. We moved back from Austin, Texas in 2020. And when I came back, I was on Strava running and I would see all these cool rides that they were doing. I was like, oh man, I kind of want to do that. And I had a bunch of friends in Austin that were convincing me to get into cycling, but I kept pushing it off because I thought we were too house poor. And then I uh, finally bought that red bike, that Roubaix, and uh, decided to join, reached out to Welch, got into it, and uh, just realized how good a group of people, guys and, and girls that are on this team, and have just loved what we do, what we stand for, and when we push ourselves hard and stuff like that. Nice. We got to compile all these stories here. I want to hear about your first ride up Immigration Canyon because this will just be another chapter in that book of, <laughs> oh, the first time I rode with them. So uh, I came, my first ride was an easier ride. Like people say their first rides are like Big Cottonwood Canyon or Little Cottonwood Canyon. Mine was relatively easy, but I was brand new into this pretty much. It was probably in my top 15 rides I'd ever done or 20 rides. And I remember doing it and we had a big crew. It was like one of the first Monday Emmys in the spring uh, or maybe one of the, the closing ones of the fall. I can't remember exactly what day it was, but it was a Monday Emmy show up. And there's like a group of like 50 people there. And uh, <laughs> I just remember like getting in line and I've never ridden with a group before. People are pointing stuff out and, you know, there's rotations on who's going to pull. I came home and was like, sweetheart, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. Like, I love that. I'm doing that every week. And uh, so that was my first ride. I was like dying too, thinking we were pushing so hard and everyone's getting like zone two or lower, pretty relaxed. And that was my first taste of, of me dwelling. And then some of my favorite rides too, like uh, last year when we did Kolob Canyon uh, sadly, the snow stopped us about mm -hmm. two thirds of the way up, but then some of us went and did Zions too. It was just so mm -hmm. beautiful. Uh, that was just such a, a, a good ride. Lodija this year was like all emotions for me. It was mm -hmm. like the highest of highs when just crushing and doing some of those climbs and taking pulls. And then the lowest of lows when I popped that tire and was sitting for 10 minutes on the side of the road. <sighs> I cried. It was some of the most mad when, when Welch got in his accident from that other rider. It's probably yeah. a top 10 angry moment of my life. I said some choice words to the dude. and I don't know. So mm. uh, that was a, a great memory to, to look back on and some good motivation for the next nice. 300 or so days. You had some great results though this year. I mean, you, you raced, uh, uh, East Can East Canyon Road Race, Mirror Lake Highway Race. I mean, you right, you podiumed on both of those. Yeah, I feel like it's been my year of like second place rides. <laughs> like, pretty much, I've done eleven races this year, and I wow. think like majority of them I podiumed, and almost all of them are like second place that I podiumed. So, <laughs> uh, I keep on losing to one other person. Uh, I need to realize when to start that sprint or something so didn't you do the hill climb against the dude at the, was that you with the in the guy at the yeah, diego diego's so <laughs> strong man uh he is so quick and i throw everything at him on the flats on those hill climbs and he just like can stay on that wheel and so hmm. uh, it's pretty amazing it's been fun chasing him uh up those 
I am, I think, like 50% more of him. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's like a third less weight than me. But man, he just, he, he crushes it. He's so strong. And it's been fun chasing him on all those hill climbs. So, man, nice. Very cool. And I know that you had Pat Casey as a coach for a bit. Would you say that's a, a big turning point for how you trained and rode? Yeah. So last year I was doing marathons and cycling. Uh, Pat Casey was my coach. He taught me a lot about cycling and really helped my endurance and cycling improve. Like I had it there running wise, but he, he got me a lot better. He would do structure workouts for me last year and I do them on Zwift and can easily upload them and got some structure in. And that really helped my overall fitness a lot. Uh, I did think though, and this is nothing against Pat, like loved what he did for me, but it took some of the fun out of cycling, having so much mm. structure. Like I like just Texan Jack Bourne or Zach Pape or Ryan Welch the night before be like, Hey, what are we doing tomorrow? Or Lang or whoever it mm-hmm. is uh, the night before. And then just sending it on a couple of segments along the way or the yeah. route that we're doing. Like, the reason I love cycling is the community that it brings and the people mm-hmm. that you ride right next to and structure kind of took that away a little bit. So mm-hmm. instead I go Strava hunting and that's where I get my <laughs> 30 second uh, intervals in and stuff like that. Yeah. But nice. Yeah. Very he cool. really, Pat Casey really made me a, a much better athlete last yeah. year. Than Coach Nick. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I was interested, um, this isn't on our little outline, but um, maybe you could talk a bit about where do you get your, like, what what would you attribute your ability to take uh, your situation as a, as a youth and turn it into something better? Was that all self-inspired? Was that grandpa inspired? Was that faith inspired? I mean, all the thing, I mean, what, what would you say your motivation comes from? So Stu, this is a, a, Big question, and I didn't (laughs) share one of these stories in particular that's here, but I think one of the major, there's a lot of little changing points along my life that just helped course correct me to a better path. One was football in eighth grade, starting to shower. We've talked about that one a little bit. Um, Another one's my mission. I'm going to share kind of a personal story here. Uh, The Saturday before I left on my mission to Jackson, Mississippi, my dad got diagnosed with stage four melanoma skin cancer. My mom can't drive. I was the only one above 16 in my family at that time. And I had to make the decision to either go on a mission or um, stay home and help buy groceries and drive the family around. And who's going to take my dad to chemo therapy? All these questions were, were going in my mind. And, uh, you know, prayed probably harder than I ever had of what I should do. Got the prompting that I should go on a mission. And uh, while I was out there for those two years, I never had good work ethic. You know, I quit football. I quit a bunch of stuff, just, you know, regular high school kid without boundaries would just do whatever I wanted. Had sleepovers during weekdays, stuff like that. And uh, I had a turning point when I decided to go on a mission that if I'm not going to be here supporting my family and my dad over that time, I'm at least going to make it worth my while in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to do a lot of those things. So it really changed my life. In a, in a big way. Uh, a lot of things happened to my dad over that two years. Uh, his liver failed. He was given like a 15% chance of living. 
and ended up beating all the odds. And he's still here today and is mm-hmm. totally cancer free. Uh, it's been 12 years or more since then. Uh, so that was a big part that really helped my life. Uh, joining Sigma Chi was another one that was really, really big. I never came from wealth or anything. I had a really good group of high school friends, but then that one I would see uh, some pretty famous families in Utah and their grandkids. And I'd be like, he can do that. I can do that. You know, or like stuff like that, a little bit of competitiveness uh, and then got to be friends with them. And then just got uh, exposed to thinking a little bit bigger and being a little bit more ambitious uh, through Mm -hmm. Sigma Chi. So that helped me, you know, my wife is a big part. She always pushed me and still pushes me to this day. Uh, That was the best decision I ever made. She pushed me to run for student body president, which was another turning point in my life. Uh, She pushes me to be better in all the little mundane things in my life, like cleaning up after yourself, all the little things, yard work, building. I just built like a little race car track for my son for his, his, three-year-old birthday and uh, she just pushed me to learn new things and become a better person so that's really helped me over my life so uh Mm -hmm. it's all those little things in each one of those eras that have so good person so nice dude so great chip Mm -hmm. anything else anything to add oh man just primo example of self-betterment i mean we all want to do it we all have to find the place that is going to drive us to do it. Um, but it's hard, you know, and, and, and Justin has given some examples of really hard and, but it, it can be done. You know? yeah. what, uh, it's fun to hear that story from Justin. Yeah. Nice. So. Cool, man. Hey, um, we've got this advice, tips and wisdom I'd love to get to before there, you know, there's a question, um, that we, I haven't asked for a while, and this is a great, uh, coming from you, this will be really helpful. Um, this is always the time of year where <laughs> people kind of make that leap to reach out and want to join uh, with the team. Um, there's like five or six people right now that are asking, how do I join? I, I know the Britons, and I want to, I see a guy. Uh, what, what advice would you give to anybody uh, who's, who's, join, who's new? New to joy. Yeah. Just go all in, you know, just, (laughs) but really though, like when you half-ass stuff, you get that in return. Like Mm. if you fully commit, fully get into it, say, I'm just going to start waking up at six or whenever Mm -hmm. we're at 530. Uh, Don't go half into it, go all the way in. And um, you're going to get some of the best friends you're ever going to make. You're going to have a better time. You're going to make tons of memories. Like I only knew a handful of people on the team when I first joined. Um, and now, you know, I'm texting these guys every single day and, (laughs) you know, phone calls and we're planning trips and stuff like that. Like just fully get invested, jump into things all the way. Don't just half do it because then your whole life's just kind of mediocre. It's half mm. in, half out. So go all in. Great advice, man. Cool. Uh, nice. Do you want to talk about your, I like this, the 50 life lessons. That'd be fun uh-huh. to, to wrap up with this. Let's do it. 
Yeah. So uh, I read an article a few years ago that was just 50 life lessons from an 80 year old man. And uh, I, I drew a lot off of it. So I, I picked five that I would share for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I've been creating my own version of it. It's still not complete. I don't have 50 yet, but uh, I plug in a couple of those. So I'll share those five too. Sound good? Yeah, it's yes. great. Okay. Uh, the first one that I really like is if in a fight, hit first and hit hard. Uh, you can take that into cycling a lot. And I try to do it. And anyone that's raced with me a lot, I attack a lot and try and wear down uh, people. Uh, but if you're, you're going to do it, go all in, hit first and hit hard. Second one is uh, choose your life mate carefully. Oh, and these are the five from the 80-year-old man, by the way. Mm -hmm. From this one decision of choosing your, your life companion comes 90% of your happiness or misery, which I think mm -hmm. is so true. And I'm very lucky and fortunate to have the one that I picked. Mm -hmm. My wife's the best. Uh, the third, make it an, a habit to do nice things for people who will never find out. I love that. And uh, it's one thing I've tried to do. I should do it more, um, but every so often you get a little prompting and you see a, an experience, but you know, buy a stranger's groceries, or if you're in a drive-through, buy the car behind you's meal. Um, they'll never know. They'll never find out, but you're making that person's day and you don't know what they're going through. So I always love that. Uh, be a good loser and be a good winner. Uh, don't gloat, but also don't be sour and angry. Uh, uh, this came a lot with like Lodija and was one that kind of helped me a lot. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to pull Lang and Jack Bourne and the guys on that last, you know, two kilometers. And so that was, that was a bummer. But I was telling them all throughout as we were kind of strategizing and stuff, if any one of you are on that podium, that will make me just as happy as if I was. Mm -hmm. You know, always <laughs> care about other people more than yourself, I guess is why I dropped from that. And then uh, the fifth one is never waste an opportunity to tell someone you love them. Uh, my dad, um, when I was a kid, he, he would wake up early at like 5.30 before he went into work to be a security guard at Huntsman Cancer Institute. And he would come down into my bedroom and he would jump on my bed and he would say, Justin, has anyone told you that they love you today? At <laughs> 5.30? <laughs> because I love you. And I thought that was amazing. And so I now tell my kids that all the time or I'll awesome. say it. I'll be like, <laughs> has anyone told you that they love you today? I tell it to people on our rides frequently because That's I fun. love you. And uh, yeah, yeah, as a 16 year old kid, I was like, no dad, no one's told me this is Get the dumbest out. question ever. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. I love that line. So uh, then Justin's version, uh, you know, some of these I take from other places. Some of them just come from my own inspiration, but uh Anything and everything can be a positive or a negative. You decide, and that kind of goes with the story of my hand that I shared. I've already shared this one a little bit already. The second one is always listen to other people's story. You might learn something. I think mm -hmm. so frequently we want to talk and we want to chat. And this is something that I uh, struggle with is I always, I'm an extrovert and I like to talk, but listen to other people's stories. You know, everyone has a good story. Everyone has something that they can share and something that you can learn from. So listen to them uh because you'll you'll find something out the third is be nice it's easier than being mean which is so true 
Uh, fourth is most people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in a decade. Give yourself more time. We're all hard on ourselves. I'm hard on myself a lot of times, especially with competitive things, but just give yourself more time. Like if I look at my life since I was a 16 year old kid, I've accomplished and changed in so many different ways, uh, more than I ever thought possible. But if I looked at it year by year, I would probably think, oh, I didn't do too much. I didn't change that much. So just zoom out a little bit and be a little bit more patient with yourself. And then the fifth one, is there, there's power in just one more, whether that's one more rep or one more crank of your uh, bike pedals, uh, one more rotation, one more second uh, over time, those one mores compound. So, hmm. Spoken like a true leader. Dude, you okay. deserve to be that U of U president, bro. I'm yeah. serious. You're legit. Yeah. No, not true. So This was awesome. These are just some of the things that I gathered and some of the advice that I've try and listen to my own advice sometimes trying to yeah. implement into my own life but yeah but i've seen this in you you know this isn't like just contrived this isn't fake advice you know this is you you're describing the type of guy that you are which i think makes it fun mm -hmm. so yeah i mean I you're not it. like you're not like the biggest jerk and then being like be nice it's easier than being mean i mean you are <laughs> the nicest guy so <laughs> true yeah. I'm just trying to be like Jameson, you know. Yeah. I just listened to his podcast. <laughs> so. yeah. I'm getting a lot of pushback from Jameson's podcast about people saying that we spent too much time reminiscing like Uncle Rico. And I said, geez, sorry, everybody. Love it that. all. Love it all. <laughs> it's all good, Chuck. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Chip, any final um, uh comments or uh questions for Justin? Yeah, you know, I think wrapping up here um the beauty of the Medwelli team is having people like justin on it when you um you spend so much time with each other just on the bike and some of the conversations that take place are kind of surface level right there because you're on a, you're going 25 miles an hour but um when you take the time to get to know them this is what you pull from these conversations and from the team members that are that are here on the team and so Justin just a pleasure to have you on the team and what you uh, provide for everyone around you and that is able to learn from you and gain from you so such a good session here thanks Chip I appreciate it but the pleasure has been all mine man I've gotten <laughs> way more out of this team than uh I've given and I, I, I text do this every so often, every like six months. It's like, I feel like I need to be given more because, you know, I love this team and what it's done and how it shaped me and the life advice I pulled from the guys and, you know, pushing ourselves and the fun memories. And I feel like I need to be given more, but mm -hmm. it's all my pleasure for being on the team. I enjoy it a lot. So. Yeah. So. When you're CEO of Google, you can give the team a monetary donation, some sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I've never taken Sudar's job, but uh, <laughs> I would be happy to if it did ever happen. But no way. So nice, dude. All right, Justin. Appreciate you. Grateful for uh, your example to the squad. It was fun to learn a bit about you. So nice work. For Thanks, sure. Chip. Thanks, Justin. Thanks. See y'all.